0: Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all charlie sabrina miller hello 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 welcome back everybody episode 54 i can't believe it before we get into anything let's groove to that band go take it cha cha dance dance Da yeah Right. Oh, I love them, they, they're just so inspiring and just get your blood going and tapping in your feet and just how can, I don't know, I get so revved up when I hear it every episode I hope you do too, uh, let's see, this week we have the band this week is Groucho Marx and the You Bet Your Life band thank you so much guys, I so do appreciate it yeah they get better every week they do they do okay well here we are wow episode 54 um <laughs> well, it's One year of podcasting, technically. I know a couple episodes we were at 52 and by logic, you know, week 52 is a year because there's 52 weeks in a year but this one is actually a little closer to uh, an actual year because it's coming out on the 2nd of October and when I put everything together last year, I put out episode one on October 1st and episode two on October 3rd. So, they're a couple days apart. The third was a Friday, so that means the first was a Wednesday. So, so that's how kind of the math works out that this is basically a year of podcasting <laughs> so we'll talk about that a little bit later i also have more of the uh, 25 uh women sharing their best advice they've either have given or have received we're on number four this week which is exciting moving right along on that uh let's see our secondary topic <laughs> how can i tease you with it um oh 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 happy birthday that's all i'm gonna say you'll find out more later when we get there and, of course, we're going to have some listener feedback, of course, of course. That's that's almost a, a given. Every If I don't do anything else in an episode, you can bet your ass that <laughs> listener feedback is going to be the one thing that I do. Ah, oh, wow. But before we get into the rest of the episode, let's just uh, chat a little bit about last episode, episode 53. I titled it, Whoa Ho Ho, It's Magic. And I hope you picked up on it at the end of episode 51 when I first said it. And of course, I know you picked up on it when I played the song in episode 52 or 53. So, uh, yeah, that's, well, it's the song, I don't know. One day, in, in you know, before I even put these episodes together, the song got caught in my head. And it's not like I heard it anywhere. All of a sudden, I kept hearing it. Whoa, ho, ho, it's magic. And so I said, okay, I got to go listen to this song, get this thing out of my head. So I, I cruised around on YouTube, found a, a version of it. It was awesome. And I said, hey, let's go buy it from the iTunes store. So I did, went and bought it. And it was only 69 cents out of all the stuff that's there. You know, mostly stuff is uh, 99 cents. So I was, you know, ecstatic to find out that it was less than that (laughs) so it was really cool so I picked it up and I said I'm gonna share it with you guys and so that's how that episode kind of kind of came about uh also before we get too deep into this episode if you hear any crazy strange background noise it's because it is freaking hot in San Diego when I'm recording this this episode so you're hearing some fans in the background and you know it's a podcast I don't have an actual studio So we're going to get some background noises because why? Well, life goes on. I don't want to sweat to death while I'm trying to record for you guys. Uh, Also, in my editing of episode 53, last episode, I, I don't know how I missed it when I recorded it. I don't know how I missed it when I did a quick proof listen, you know, uh, but I found it in the edit. When I when I named the band last episode, which happened to be Dogs and Cats, and I kept saying, you know, episode uh, 53, 53, which was the current episode, what I actually meant was episode 51, but I... I don't know what, something something went on in my brain and I got all confused, but anyhow, it made no sense when I kept saying listen to episode 53. The reason I said to go listen to episode 51 is because the band for that episode was Cats and Dogs, so the band for episode 53 was Dogs and Cats. Stupid joke? Yes, of course. Of course, but that's me. I'm silly that way. Um, <laughs> so, so I hope you caught up on that. I hope you caught on to that. As I, I don't know what am I saying here, uh, but I really royally messed it up. Is what I'm trying to admit. Uh, but you know what? Do I care? Well, in all honesty, yeah, I do a little bit, or else I wouldn't even be bringing it up to you guys. But in the big picture of life, ultimately, no, I don't give a rat's ass. I'm here to have fun I'm here to share stuff with you I'm here to entertain you if you will take you on that 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 magical sleigh ride of 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 well, Stream of Consciousness podcasting. I, I put an outline together. I talk about it. Here we go. That's that's it. <laughs> so, uh, episode 53. It was uh, it was a fun episode to put together. I know I was kind of all... I don't want to say all over the place, but there was a little uh, non-sequiturs there that didn't really pay off in the end. But, hey, you're back for episode 54, so really in the big picture... I don't care. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Oh, welcome, welcome, new listeners. Of course, this is, you know, what are we in? About five or so minutes now, and I'm now welcoming you guys and gals, of course, and then those that don't identify with uh, men or women, they're just there. Uh, Welcome, welcome, everyone. It's nice to have you if you've never been here before. Uh, Hold on to your hats and glasses. You're in for kind of a crazy ride, just as all episodes are. Uh, I mentioned a moment ago, it's Dream of Consciousness. That's really what it is. I put an outline together with a basic topic, throw in some fun things here and again, and I just talk and go. And I clean it up in the edit, and there's the show. There's an episode. Ta-da <laughs> so, so you can find the episode fifty three well all past episodes over at I, I put everything over at blogspot changes in latitudes podcast at blogspot.com that's where you can find all the stuff you need to know about the show but uh, we, obviously we're going to be on itunes and stitcher radio app that's where we're found uh you can listen to us that way or grab the rss feed from blogspot and use your own podcatcher as long as you listen to the show that's all that i care about uh Do I have a preference? No, not really. Just listen. Uh, If you really push me again and say, do I have a preference for where you listen? Well, I'm going to say Stitcher Radio flattens their audio to take out any stereo sound effects, really. And so any sorts of sound effects or uh, songs or things that I put in, you're not going to get the full sound of that because they flatten the audio to make it a smaller file so it can be shared a lot easier over you know Bluetooth and, and Wi-Fi and all that good stuff. So if I have any preference, I would say use your own podcatcher using our RSS feed from the Blogspot page. Or just use iTunes if that's your thing, if you like using iTunes. Some people don't. Some people have, you know, alternative phones, we'll say, non-Apple products, and choose not to use iTunes. Totally cool by me. Use what you like. Just listen to the show. That's what matters to me. Share the show, too, or at least consider sharing the show. We also have a Facebook page. Of course, who doesn't have a Facebook page now? Facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast. You can find us over there. That's that's probably the biggest way I communicate with the fans and people around because uh, I have the app on my phone that I can use to access the page and I... And I message people, I reply to different comments, I post different things. So that's really where you're going to find me outside of this recorded podcast. Uh, If you want to write me an email, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com, that's where you can find me. Uh, I will admit, I don't check it as regularly as I should. So if there's anything, you sent me something and I haven't gotten back to you yet... Give me usually at least two to five days. I know that's kind of a stretch, but give me some time to get back to you. That's all I'm asking. Uh, And really, if you want a more immediate response, Facebook page. That's it. Uh, What else? Oh, Twitter. You can find well, <laughs> it's not the show. It's me. I don't. I don't use Twitter all that much, so I don't really create. I didn't create one for the show. I just left it my own personal one, and that's at Sabrina Miller forty one. And the reason it's important to to know that information is if you follow me on Twitter, I'm I'm really trying to make more of the app that Twitter has put out called Periscope. It's basically a live way to broadcast. Uh, you know you. The listener will, you know, send tweets at me, and I read them as they pop up on the screen, and I speak, <laughs> and just speak and speak and speak, except you get to see me how I look. So that's one reason to follow me on Twitter, check out my Periscopes. I'm going to try to be a little more regular with those in the future. It's just a matter of what uh, scheduling everything, really, with, with home life and family life and all that other wonderful stuff that goes on, life in general. <laughs> but yeah, Twitter is where you're going to find me. Also... Check out our Patreon page, our, my Patreon page, the show's Patreon page. Uh, That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast. Now, if you've never heard of Patreon or you don't know what it is, the easiest way I can say it is it's like kickstarter and like gofundme but it's not anything like them at all (laughs) the only sense is that uh somebody that creates something or is doing something is asking friends and family and fans to to help help them to financially offer some some support the cool thing and the reason i love patreon is it's made for people just like me Creative people that are putting stuff out on a regular basis, stuff that you can depend on, and it's different reward levels. Uh, My suggestion is five dollars a month because that works out to be about a dollar and change, dollar seventeen, dollar nineteen an episode right in there. Uh, but there I have reward levels ranging from a dollar at the lowest end, a dollar a month, mind you, (laughs) all the way up to twenty dollars. But bottom line, you can give whatever you can afford and let's say right now you can only afford a dollar or 250 or whatever a month but 6 months a year from now 2 years from now you're 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 a little more financially stable and so you can move that from a dollar a month up to whatever $5 $10 25 whatever works for you and that's one of the big things i really like about patreon Plus, it's another way for me to interact with those fans. I I post different things there that that nobody's going to see on the Facebook page. I'm really working hard to put uh, any extra outtakes that occur... Outtakes don't usually occur, especially with the stream of consciousness uh, style that I record in. I mean, I'm not reading anything, so it's not like I can stumble over the words, then go back. Or I'm not really conversing with a person, so it's not like we can go into a fit of laughter or something like that that would make a good outtake. It's just me stumbling over my own words as they come out of my mouth. So, you know, sometimes there's outtakes, not too often. They're, I've noticed as now that we're up in, you know, the, the 50s for our episode count, I've got my groove down. I'm feeling great about it. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be any outtakes. So if you're an outtake lover, I guess, I don't know, if you really like outtakes, Patreon's where they're going to be. Now, don't get me wrong, once in a while I may throw in a little tongue-tied outtake at the end of a regular episode, you know, because it's just not worth it to share on Patreon. But anything that's like a long tangent that I don't want to publish, Patreon's the place. So check it out, patreon.com slash Podcast. And speaking of Patreon, this episode number 54 is brought to us by none other than one of our brand new patrons, Addison S. Addison, thank you so very much. It was such a surprise and a shock to, to see your contribution. It was, it was awesome. It was so awesome because it was a shock and surprise because you've done so much to help me out and so much to, to build the show. So it was really touching to see you join Patreon. I want you to know that. So, I guess that's all for now. Let's get going, throw in some music, and move into the main topic. Main topic, main topic, train pulling into the station for the main topic. All right, one year of podcasting, technically, because it's the 2nd of October, and as I said before, episode one was on the first, episode two was on the third last year, so we're splitting the difference, and we're calling the 2nd of October the one-year anniversary, and it's it's been one hell of a year, folks. It really, really has And as I sit here saying this, and this is just one proof that my podcast is Total Stream of Consciousness, I realized I haven't thanked the long-time listeners and the binge listeners yet. You folks, well, you know I love you because you're coming back for more, and you interact with me on the Facebook page, and you message me on Facebook, or you send me an email. And so, right as I'm thinking about it now, thank you guys, and gals, and non-gender-identifying people, (laughs) Uh, I love you all. I hope you know that. I, I really, really hope you know that. Uh, but it's been a crazy year. It really has. As, as I've mentioned throughout the uh, year, I, I enjoy the podcast medium. I've I started a show back in 2012. I talked about it in some of the earlier episodes. Somewhere, I don't know, ten, eleven, twelve. There's an episode called uh, "No, no, um, oh gosh." No Need to RSVP for the RVSP. And that's just my previous talking about my previous show. I'm not going to go into it now. If you want to know about it, go check that episode out after this one. And so I, I was comfortable with podcasting. I like the medium. And from the point I came out publicly... I said, you know, I think it's going to be very beneficial if I try to put together some sort of podcast, sharing my journey, sharing my story, talking to people, uh, maybe getting interviews. That's my thought process over a year ago. And so from April of 2014 till, oh, probably early to mid-September was... The the little drive inside me saying, you got to do a podcast. You got to do a podcast. You need to do a podcast about this. And then I would answer that voice saying, but I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know what to do. I don't have any format for it. Well, by the end of September, I had come up with the format that you folks have been hearing since the beginning. I mean, if if you're a longtime follower, uh, listener, binge listener of the show, you'll notice how it's grown and changed and tweaked a little bit. But really, in the big picture, it's not all that different. Uh, I, I take a topic, I talk about it uh, in the stream-of-consciousness fashion as I've described, and then move on. That's it. Ta-dum! That's the show. So, uh, at the end of September of last year is when I basically wrote out the opening that you hear at the beginning of every show. Well, <laughs> the beginning of every show except what started last episode, because I changed it because of episode 52. And if you haven't heard those episodes, go back, check them out. They're very valuable. I will say that now. And then I also wrote the uh, uh, disclaimer at the end. And once I tweaked those to where I liked what they read off the page like, I said, okay, now let's think about the first few episodes. you got to start thinking ahead. Let's start doing that. And then I put together what episodes you hear. Go check them out. One, two, three, four, probably up till about 12 uh, were concepts and ideas that I had uh, before I even turned on the microphone. And now no scripts or outlines written, just, you know, a topic selected for episodes. So I sat down and started recording. And I got the opening recorded, I got the disclaimer recorded, and in the first sit-down, I recorded both episode one and two, and got those out, as I said, And then from there, it's just been a train chugging along, chugga, 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 and getting out every episode as I could. Uh, What I'm most proud of is that I've been able to be very consistent in my releasing of episodes, my publishing of episodes, my dropping of episodes, as some people call it. And it's uh, just, uh, that's one of the things that I, I pride myself on, because my previous show... As I said in the, uh, the episode that, that I, where I talked about it, it was really post-production heavy. Well, shit. It was production heavy. It was production heavy at the beginning of you know pre-production, trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do per episode. It was uh, pr- uh, just technical craziness in the recording aspect of it. And then it was such, I don't want to say nightmare, but it was such a, a job. It was so much work to work on the post-production. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the final product, but because it was so heavy in production, I couldn't put it out on a regular basis. It just took up so much of my time. And then right at that time is when my son was born, and so life just went for a spin. Anyhow, uh, I, 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 that's one thing I pride myself on for this show. I'm able to get it out consistently. And if not, I, I hope you folks know by now... I will let people know what the fuck is going on if I miss an episode because I try to be ahead an episode or two or on a good day, a good day, on a good month, uh, usually about three episodes ahead. Not fully, but that's where my goal is. Because, okay, side note, tangent about Patreon. Patreon patrons get access to episodes at this point in time at least two days early. So instead of publishing on Friday like it does for everyone else, it publishes through Patreon on Wednesday, which is cool. The Wednesday before the Friday, I should say. And one of my goals for 2016 is to release it. My goal is a week. So, you know, let's just say episode 53 was last one. Well, the day that this drops is the day that patrons, hypothetically, would be getting episode 55. So the patrons will be a week ahead of the general public. That's my goal for the first quarter of 2016. I'm pretty darn sure I can attain it, but I'm human, so, you know, things may change. But that's my goal. And if not, at least maybe a week. Release the episodes for the patrons on Monday, and then general populace on Friday. But that's that's for the future. Uh, so there's another reason to join Patreon. Yay! So I'm proud of my production schedule. Enough said about that. Uh, what else has this year brought? It's uh, well as as releasing these stories, these observations, these this journal of my life, basically. It's obviously helped me grow as a person and understand myself a little bit better. And that I think is one of the most beneficial things for me personally. Uh, I, I've been, anybody that's taken time to listen to listener feedback knows what it's done for others. And I'm sure you've heard it in my voice and in my specific direct words how flattered, how honored, how humbled I am to to reach people at that level um mostly because in going into this a year ago i didn't think i'd get that type of listener feedback till about now well technically not even now probably closer to december near the end of the year and to have to have started getting that sort of feedback oh geez when did it start early early this year like before my 1 year coming out anniversary in April so in the first quarter of of 2015 or well let's just say first half of 2015 January through June i started getting feedback like i've shared and then there's some feedback that has been asked of me to not share and i respect that of course and i am just floored that me sharing my story, which is helping me understand me better, is helping so many others, oh, for lack of a better word, find themselves, help find themselves and that 's i don 't know if there's any words that are big enough to express how wonderful a feeling that is it 's so awesome, so incredible, to be able to through through a medium like podcasting where you 're not seeing any any visual you know, expressions. We're we're not, I don't even know who's listening, but to affect people like that, that's wow. That goes back to last episode. That's like magic.
1: Oh, ho, ho, it's magic. You know, never believe
0: it's not so. All right. Sorry. I had to put in that sound effect. I just had to. All right. Back on track, back on track. So, so in learning more about myself and sharing myself and then noticing that that is also helping us do the same thing for so many other people, oh, for, for sure, it makes doing this, now worth it isn't even a strong enough word. It makes it worth it, yes, but it makes it so much more rewarding than just putting my voice out there, telling my story. I, I, I hope I'm relaying that in a, in a positive way to you folks because it, it, uh, it's I am so emotional about it that I'm having a hard time finding the exact words about it. So I'm going to stop talking about that right now because I think I've said enough. I think you get me on that. Uh, so that's one of the greatest things about this because I didn't think it would happen till about now, between now and, say, the end of 2015. So to have had that happen... Oh, what, six-ish months before my expected time of it may be happening? Wow, that just blows my mind. Blows my mind. Another thing that blows my mind is Patreon, to be quite frank. Um, I had heard about Patreon long before I started the show. And and I'll be honest, when I first heard of it, it sounded like people that make music and music videos and other... And vlogs, you know, those, those video blogs sort of thing... And even regular old, you know, written blogs, because those are usually very consistent, and those are usually out on a fairly regular basis. And if anybody that's a podcast listener knows that usually once in a while there's going to be an episode or there's going to be a time frame of an episode that's just missed, you know, by a day, by a few days, by, you know, many different times, it happens, which is why I'm proud that I've been able to stay on the production schedule. But I digress. But with Patreon, I didn't think it would be beneficial at all for for a podcast because, well, in my before digging into it and understanding it, I thought it was for a per episode release. And, and it is. It could be. Or there's a monthly thing. And that's the route I went when I signed up for it because I figured that's just the, the easiest way to do it. And so when I started the podcast, I didn't even think about trying to use Patreon. And then as the fans started to, you know, get in touch with me and start to interact with me more, and I started recognizing certain names and people were sharing stories with me, uh, one of the longtime listeners that I've mentioned in the past, Candice, uh, we were messaging about, I don't even remember specifics. We were, I think I was just saying, hey, thanks so much for being a fan and interacting with me on Facebook. And I, small talk led to her suggesting... Patreon. And I went, well, I know Patreon. I I don't know if it's going to work for a podcast. And she told me, oh, there's tons of podcasts on Patreon. So I said, okay, I'll look into it. And then time goes by, you know, because life happens. And I eventually looked into it, and holy crap, there is a shit ton of podcasts out on Patreon. never had a clue that it would be out there for that, but there is. It's pretty goddamn awesome. So I said, alright, alright, I'm going to start it. I'm going to start it. But at that time, I think I was barely into episode 20. And I said, you know what, just for some backlog, for some proof of longevity, I'm going to wait till I get a few more episodes under my belt. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell, but the, but I, I used air quotes around few more episodes because I, I initially thought, you know, 40 or 50. And then as I got into, I think it was the late 30s, 37 or so, I was like, you know, I got enough quality episodes out there. I've gotten enough listener feedback that I know there's a fan base. Now I'm going to start the Patreon page. So I signed up, I did the thing and then silly, silly me. I sat on it for like a month and change because I didn't think it was ready to, to, to send out. I was still trying to figure out rewards. I was still trying to figure out what to say to people that just pop up on the Patreon page and look at it. And so I took like another know, about a month, maybe six weeks to tweak that. And finally, I released it out there and said, hey, everybody, Patreon. But I only did that on the Facebook page. And I think Twitter. I didn't even mention it on the show right away, and silly, silly me. I don't know why I didn't, but I, you know, it took me a while. And then I, I did well, eventually when I finally said it out there. And then I got I got two uh, patrons right away, and and uh, and it was it wasn't all that of a surprise as to who it was. Candice was one of them. The other one was Becky. <laughs> Just because I've mentioned them so many times in the past, these these two lovely ladies have have been with me since the beginning. And Becky's actually been with me since before that because she was a fan of the previous show. And it was so wonderful to, 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 to experience that, that their, their pledges. And now, since, oh, I think it's about three months have gone by, it's, I mean, it's not, believe me, I am not, <laughs> I'm not, you know, totally making money off the show. Not yet, anyway. I'm only at 54 episodes. But I will say this, more is coming in through Patreon than I ever thought would in this first six months of Patreon. So to you, my patrons, wow, thank you from the bottom of my heart, because it means that much to me, which is why I'm trying to work on so many different rewards for you guys. Anyway, I, I'm digressing off of Patreon. So, so there's something else for this past year, and then I've had all the wonderful guests that I've had on. Now, I'd, I'll admit, I would have liked to have had more, but as soon as summer rolled around, I had forgotten how busy summer is with the family, and so I just and with other people's schedules. So, it's just trying to schedule recording time has just been—I don't want to say a nightmare, but it has been—it's been tough. Uh, I am proud to say that I've got a couple interviews scheduled. We're on the books for some interviews, so hopefully, keep your fingers crossed, we'll have at least one more interview by the end of the year. If not, we're going to have a fair amount of interviews in the next year because I know there are listeners out there that I still haven't gotten in touch with about scheduling for you folks. I love you all. I hope you know that. And you're on my list of people to contact to schedule. That's enough said on that. But I'm so grateful that, one, the, the the desire to be on the show is there, but also the people that have taken the step up and have been on the show. That's a wonderful thing to, to, to have them share their personal stories, whatever their personal stories have been. So thank you, folks, for doing that. Oh, what else? Um. Well, let's, let's just see. Let's just go through my episode list from last October. The first one that was a pretty big one was me talking about my second Halloween in feminine clothes as a female. That was awesome. That was awesome to share. Uh, I will experience and share. Uh, then there was Christmas and, and New Year's. And Christmas and New Year's, well, they're just, they happen so fast that it, it's not like anything big happened. It, it's just, it's just there, if that makes sense. Let's see, then there was Valentine's Day. And, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about Valentine's Day. I am aware that it is a holiday made to sell cards, at flowers, and chocolate. The meaning behind the love of Valentine's Day isn't necessarily there anymore. Yeah, oh, and sell diamonds, too, you know. Um, it's all about material things, and... Don't get me wrong. Those things are really nice. Those things can really be a wonderful way, a wonderful token to, to either make, create, or purchase for the love of your life or loves. See, for example, for me, I would make two Valentines, one for my son and one for my wife because they're the loves of my life. Whereas other people have more kids, or maybe there's more people living with them, or school teachers. They make Valentines for all of their students. You know, that's a lot of Valentines. It's a little bit different than, you know, your your spouse or your current love interest or whatever the case may be, or your child. But it's still the effort of going through a Valentines thing. Uh, and so in the marketing of Valentine's Day, it just seems that that, uh, that, that love, we'll sum up and say... Is kind of overlooked. So it's not that I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, but I really try to find other days in the year to celebrate Valentine's Day. In fact, for a while, long, long before even coming out as trans, I thought about celebrating Valentine's Day or a form of Valentine's Day on the 14th of every month. And then I realized that's getting a little too much. <laughs> So so I got to find some happy ground in between instead of just, you know, sporadically saying, oh, hey, let's have a Valentine's Day in October. Uh, I'm really trying to, you know, be a little more uh, proactive on that. But it's Valentine's Day. So, you know, I, I don't think there needs to be any reason to show the show your love to your family, spouse, whatever, how, whatever labels you want to use. But... That's my take on that. Let's see what else. What else? Oh, well, then, then there was April, and that was, marked my one year of coming out as transgender. And that was, well, after episode 52, it, it, you're going to understand what I'm about to say. It was, it was uh, fun. It was good. It was awkward. It wasn't, <laughs> as I talk about in almost every damn episode, it wasn't balanced. It was, it was good. It felt comfortable, but it didn't feel Right. As I've mentioned in the past. And uh, so from, like I explained in episode 52, from April till July, I really, really refigured myself out. And I still am for, for all matters. It's just life is an evolving thing. My difference is, is I'm sharing it with you. Let's see, after the—oh, uh, the, the oh, then we have uh, the summer, July, which is, well, the 4th of July, and barbecues, and friends, and this and that, and trips if you take them. And we had day trips. We didn't go anywhere overnight. Uh, oh, my birthday's in July, so there's that as well which also goes into August, which is when my anniversary is. So there's August. and See, that's why I say the summers are busy for me, (laughs) because the summers are busy for me. Uh, And then what else? We did a lot of stuff around San Diego, Uh, the touristy things that are available here to do in the summer uh, as a family and as a couple. Oh, let's see. August. Well, then August puts us back into September, and September uh, was and september was barbecues and the ending of summer and for us here in san diego it was really freaking hot well most of the country was actually really freaking hot but it was abnormally hot and humid here in san diego so that was just that was just crazy uh, but i also in september announced publicly through episode 52 about being you know gender queer gender fluid or as i you know right now kind of like the the hashtag phrase transgender queer fluid I'm still trying to decide if I want to put fluid at the end of that, but hey, it's a hashtag. You can make up damn near anything. And now here we are. Here we are in the beginning of October, uh, all back around again, and still going strong, still sharing stuff with you guys, still showing my goofy side now and again, still showing my sincere side, uh, well, as frequently as I can without bringing everybody down. Let's see. Oh, we had some fun episodes throughout the year. We had the one, uh, episode 39.5, my little George Carlin tribute thing there. Hope you enjoyed that if you heard it. It's one of my favorite non-trans shows to put together. And then on the same, same sort of vein, uh, there was the... I don't remember the number right now, but it was in August. My little tribute. Uh, the, it, the title was Don't Bring Me Down. I don't remember the number. Uh, and that was my little homage, tribute, uh, memorial, probably a better word, to the phenomenal Robin Williams. So if you skipped that because you didn't like the title, um, take a a moment and go listen to that. It really, really brings things together. And it gave me some catharsis in losing such a dynamic person in our lives. So go, go see that out. Go, go listen to it. My next note says favorite episodes and i i'm sure some fans out there have episodes that they prefer over certain episodes that i've put out there and that's just the nature of podcasting i've noticed in my own personal listening of podcasts and in my doing doing my show there are some shows where i i end up editing it and listening to it and i get to the point of okay now the next step is setting it up to be published and I, have, I sometimes double think, do I really want to put this show out there? Is it, is it high quality enough? Do I, do I share enough about what I want to talk about with the show, with the audience? And I'm proud to say that I have never pulled a show yet. Uh, I came close on one of them, though. I don't remember the one. It was It was not... I thought about the one that I... Uh, what was that? Episode 51 for non-trans people. That was one of the shows I went, eh, I don't know if I want to put this out there. But I did anyway, just as it is. You, you can hear it now. Uh, and then there was another one, uh, probably in the 40s, where I was like, I don't know if I want to put this out there. And I said, but I don't really have time to record. And I did cover the stuff I wanted to cover. Okay, fine. Fuck it. I'm going to send it out. Uh, so... Even I have episodes that I may or may not like as much as other episodes. So, in coming around to my favorites, kind of hard to figure out. I will say this, though. Some of my favorite guests were uh, Transpantastic, George and Jess from Transpantastic. If you haven't heard that episode of mine, or if you haven't heard their show, they're available on iTunes and Stitcher. Go search them out. Transpantastic. Spelled the same way you think it sounds. Uh, And they are... Lovely, lovely people. And and you get that just from their show. I confirmed that they were lovely, lovely people when they agreed to be guests on my show. And I believe they're somewhere around the 30s for uh, uh, their episode numbers. I don't have it in front of me. You can search the episode listing in iTunes or Stitcher. You'll find them. Trans Fantastic Part 1 and Part 2. Let's see, another one that I liked. Oh, 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 Gabriel, one of my very first trans guests. Gabriel Mason, what a fantastic person all around, but then just the, what he shared in his episode. So that was, a, that was another one. And of course, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot forget my episodes with Addison. As I mentioned earlier, Addison has helped the show out so well, so much. Uh, so in that conversation with Addison is, is another one of my favorites. And then of course, I, I what, <laughs> my wife, speaking with my wife on air. Uh, it, was an, uh, it, was, it was in the beginning, so it was an awkward time, and I am hoping to get her back on the air. Uh, it's just a scheduling thing right now, but I'm working on it, folks that have you know, specifically requested to me to have her back on the show. It, it, it has been, it has been uh, the scheduling, really, is, is the, the hardest thing. Also, the setup for recording makes the recording very echoey. If you listen to her episode, you'll know what I'm talking about. And so it's just echoey. And uh, I, it's not that I don't like it, but I try to pull away from that type of audio quality. Anyway, that's just the geek in me. Um, but I am working on getting her back. Let's see, another episode I liked was uh, My POV on Therapy. Uh, I, I remember putting that one together thinking, this is good. This is very good. Because it made me rethink my own therapy that I've been going th- to for, oh gosh, at this point, three plus years now. Uh, So that was another one I really enjoyed. Um, Oh, uh, Voices in My Head, the episode, I think it's number five or six, titled The Voices in My Head. I liked that one, well, for a lot of the reasons I mentioned in episode 52 when I came out as genderqueer. I miss using my voice in such a uh, dynamic, uh, 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 entertaining, fun way. Uh, it, it's part of my expression, so I really enjoyed that episode. Let's uh, oh, Victor Victoria, the episode of Victor Victoria, where I talk about how that movie helped me, helped me, not helped me, influenced me in my coming to terms with who I am. Um, of course, the George Carlin tribute and the uh, Robin Williams tribute, as I mentioned. Um, another one. Ah, yes, I titled it "The Second Coming of Transgender." And to me, I liked that because it confirmed things that I had heard people say ever since I came out. Once you come out, you're constantly coming out. And I, did, I understood it when I heard it, but I didn't get it. I didn't quite grasp it until it happened. <laughs> and then when it happened, oh boy, did I understand. So th- that episode's another one of mine that I enjoyed putting together. Uh, oh, and episode 52. Of course, episode 52 because that's where I was getting more comfortable with with being me, being that gender fluid, gender queer, transgender queer, fluid thing person that I am. So, that's uh those are probably a list of my favorite favorite episodes. Um I am curious. I am very curious. Do any of you have any specific favorite episodes that that maybe you've listened to more than once or more than twice depending on how you listen to your shows? Uh, I know I've listened twice in my, uh, well, I call it quality of uh, you know quality assurance. Where once it's published, I go back and I listen to the show. The voices in my head is a show that I've listened to two, three, maybe even four times because it's just it was such a fun show to do, such a fun show to do. So I guess that's been it uh, for a, for the year of podcasting. Uh, I, I I'm so excited to look forward to another year and talking again like this in the beginning of October next year uh, and future from there. It's just uh, I I've been enjoying this ride, this journey, this magical sleigh ride through verbalizing my life with well you guys of course, but me as well because like I said. I do quality assurance, meaning I go back and listen. But, and long-time listeners will recognize this, I love listening to podcasts, but I am a horrible podcast listener. I am, well, probably at the time of this recording... Close to, if not over, a year behind in my podcast listening, because I just don't have a lot of time to listen. I'm focusing on my own show. I'm taking, I'm listening to music for my kid with my kid. You know, kids' music, which is fun stuff. Don't get me wrong. You know, dance and sing and play and blah blah blah. Da da da. But it takes its toll because you can only listen to I, you know, head shoulders knees and toes so many times. Uh, so my availability to listen has really gone down and I want to give it my full attention. So I try not to listen as I'm falling asleep in bed because I know I'll miss most of it after the first, probably 20 ish minutes of a show, fall asleep and lose it. Meaning I'll have to go back and listen again. So I try to focus my time on that. Uh, but in that queue of my podcast listening, cause I'm one of those weird people. Well, I call it OCD, call it, I don't know, anal retentiveness. I don't know. I prefer to listen to things in order. And for me, the easiest way to listen to things in order is to just uh, make a playlist and have it organized by release date. So when I say I'm behind in my listening, it's not because I haven't listened. It's because I'm still stuck back in, I think it's late September, early October. So yeah, a year of last year. Because I've been busy. And... And so, but in that queue is my own show. My show is there. And last I remembered, I think I'm about on episode five, six. I, I can't remember. it's been so long since I've focused listening on podcasts. So So I have to say this: I'm a fan of my own show, because, yes, I put the show together, but we're a year ago. I don't remember exactly what I said. But I'll tell you, in listening to it, some of the stuff that you folks have written to me about hits me home again. So the circle is really cathartic, really inter-perspective. inter interspective. that's the word. So it's... I I know I may sound full of myself, but I'm not. In re-listening to my show, I'm realizing things that I, I, I either didn't quite remember at the time that i put the episode together or just being reminded of a thought that i had back then and then kicking myself saying hey why did you forget this thought or so many different things like that so 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 yeah
2: When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's
0: T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Thank you, Tom. TomSlayton.com sponsors the show. What a guy. He is, I've mentioned this in the past, he's in our communications through Twitter, and, I, and anybody can reach out to him through Twitter. Find him on Twitter, find him on his website, you'll find all the links at TomSlayton.com. He he may take some time, because he does have a day job, you know, he's he's not just that guy, but... He devotes so much time to his followers and his friends and, well, to me personally, because that's what I'm talking about, my own experience with Tom, that, you know, I'll throw a question to him, whatever it is, or he'll throw a question to me, we'll say a a, a transgender-based question, and, yeah, I got got a schedule, too, so it may take me time to get back to him, but he's such a genuine friend, and so, Tom, thank you for all that you do uh let's see this time let's talk he posted something i don't know a while ago it was a george carlin quote and it was a quote and it had a little picture of george carlin there and it said tell people there's an invisible man in the sky who created the universe and the vast majority will believe you tell them the paint is wet and they'll have to touch it to be sure Now, I'll admit, I'm a George Carlin enthusiast, and I've heard mm, basically anything he's recorded within reason. I don't have, like, box sets or any specialty things, because I just, I just, uh, I can't spend all my money on that. And so I don't know for a fact if he said that, but I do know for a fact he has said something very, very similar on a number of his specials, on a number of his shows. And, and so I, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to believe that what was exactly quoted is pretty much a Carlin quote. It may not be verbatim, but the gist and the meaning behind it, absolutely George Carlin. And, and if you've heard episode 39 and a half, you know how I feel about Carlin and, and how he helped open my mind. And in this, it's, it's quite amazing th- that people have... A, an unseeing, unknowing belief in things. In this case, he's talking about religion and God and all that. But just in general, they will believe in things that they can't see or touch or taste or feel. Maybe they'll feel it because feeling can be an internal thing as well. But you follow me there. But yet, something that they can see and touch they have to verify such as pushing the button for uh, a crosswalk you know somebody's already waiting there you may have seen them visually push it there's a compelling thing to make you push it as well same thing with an elevator button same thing with an elevator button a call button on an elevator three four five people can be standing in front of an elevator you know at least one of them probably two of them push that button to call the elevator but yet we are compelled to walk up push the button waiting for the elevator again it's not going to make it happen faster. I think everybody knows and understands that. But we're still compelled to, to do that. So if you want to check out that Carlin quote on Tom's page, it's uh, TomSlayton.com slash George Carlin quote. And there's dashes in between George and Carlin and Carlin and quote to help you find it out there. And again, check it out, TomSlayton.com for just a general all-around good guy. 25 famous women share the best advice they've been given or received. And uh, if you've heard the last, I don't know what, three episodes, you'll know that this came from something called The Cut, which is part of AOL News. Uh, There's a link in the show notes over on Blogspot, because it's too long to tell you folks right now. And this is number four, uh, given by Kelly Ripa. And even I recognize that name. She was part of uh, Regis and Kelly. <laughs> and now she, Regis is retired, so she's got her own show now. She said, Sometimes negativity dumped on you is a bigger commentary on how they feel about themselves than you. Jessica Seinfeld taught me that. It's something I've heard throughout the years uh, that. Yet yeah, when somebody is beating you down, that it's, it's definitely a reflection upon themselves. Absolutely. I, I, I'll admit, I'm human. I've been guilty of that. I try not to be. I try to catch myself uh, at least uh, soon after I've, I've recognized it, had it happen. But there's times when, well, we're human. And we don't recognize it right away. And sometimes somebody needs to say something. It happens to, to the best of us. And and the worst of us, but it happens to the best of us. So, my thought is this. What she said can basically boil down to, in its simplest term, misery loves company. It's, that's, that's so true. When someone's feeling down about themselves or something in their life, they, they seek the attention to have people bring them out of it, but usually what ends up happening is they, bring, they try to bring the others down to their level. Because it is hard to, to stand up, we'll say. You know, hard to get up. And, 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 and you're the only one that can help you stand up on your own. And, and, in reading this and putting this little section together, I was reminded of something, uh, strangely, that, uh, well, I've heard it from a number of different sources throughout my years. Some, some have been teachers, friends, strangers, uh, you know, on television or something. Uh, but the first time I ever heard it was from my father. I was a child i was i don't even know if I was even a teenager yet. Basically, it's what you put out, you get back threefold. And the old adage, as they say, is by taking your, taking your finger, taking your, your hand and your finger and making a, a pointer finger, you know, like pointing at something, pointing to the oranges in the tree, pointing to the car going by, pointing to the mailbox, pointing to the fire hydrant, pointing, okay? Uh, y- when you point, your, and usually your index finger is pointing outward. And now this is also provided you have not lost any fingers, there's lots of ways to lose fingers. Let's assume right now that everybody, because the majority population has, you know, a full hand, four fingers and a thumb. So we're going we're gonna to go on that. If any of you listening out there has been uh, unfortunate to, to not have a full hand, please understand I apologize now. But this is just a demonstration of, of what I'm saying. It's not, it's not what I'm saying. But when you point, you get three fingers pointing back at you. And that's, that's the basic of it. What you put out once, you're going to get back threefold. So if you put out negative shit, you're going to get back negative shit. You put out positive shit, you're going to get positive shit. Wait, <laughs> you know what I mean. And then something I heard later in life, along the same lines of the whole pointing aspect of it, is you have the opportunity, the choice, to tuck your thumb across your palm and you know maybe touch your your middle finger or tuck it under your fingers you know basically tuck your thumb in on your hand or you could use your thumb pointing outward from your hand from your palm there's many ways to to point but in this in this demonstration follow me here if your if your hand is pointing well Like little children make guns, you know, three fingers come back, the index finger points out, and the thumb is like the trigger, you know, and they wiggle the thumb, that sort of deal. So follow me on that. When you're pointing, let's keep the hand as as flat as possible, meaning flat in the sense of up and down. So the three fingers are on the bottom, your index finger is next, and then your thumb is on top, and with it extended, it points upwards towards the sky and dependent upon your religion and your spirituality that is meant to connect with that source. Uh, Whether it be, you know, the the Christian God that is out there, whether it be nothing, if that's what you believe in, but yet, in in my philosophy, there can't be nothing because life is something. So even if it's just connected to the rest of life, It's out there. It's connected out in the vast world of space and time. But specifically in this demonstration, when I first heard it, it was given to me by someone who was a tad bit more religious than your average Joe, meaning that they chose to share their religion with almost everyone they met. And so that individual showed me, you know, yes, what you put out, you get back threefold, but you have to be tapped into your... Let's just say for the sake of demonstration, higher power, your spiritual entity, everybody fill in their own words for that. Like I said, it's connection into that, whatever your personal spiritual essence is, let's say. So you're putting it out, you're getting it back threefold, and you have to be tapped into that source, that power, whatever that is. Okay, enough philosophy and religion there. I don't mean to ever get into that. But because, as I mentioned, religion's a very personal thing. Keep it to yourself, and I'll keep mine to myself. Ah, here we go. Secondary topic. Secondary topic. At the beginning of the show, I titled it, Happy Birthday. So let's do that.
1: Happy, 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 happy birthday, birthday. Happy, 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 happy birthday, birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy, happy, birthday. birthday. happy birthday to you, to me, to, to you, everybody. Happy 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 happy, happy, birthday, birthday. Happy, 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 happy birthday, birthday. Happy, 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 happy birthday, birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, 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 birthday, happy birthday to you Sing it to me one more time Happy, 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 happy birthday, birthday, yeah, happy, wh�... happy, happy, happy birthday, birthday, me, happy, happy birthday happy 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 birthday happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday, Boy, happy, happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday, yeah. birthday, happy, 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 happy birthday, yeah. birthday, happy, happy birthday, yeah. happy, happy, happy birthday.
0: Yeah, I had to play a happy birthday song because it's just fun. (laughs) It's just fun. Now, the reason I'm celebrating birthday is not what you may think. That I've been doing this for a year, technically. (laughs) It is, but it's not. What I'm celebrating is today, October 2nd, is Groucho Marx's birthday. That's why he and, you know, the You'll Bet Your Life band was the opener for our show today. And he would have been 125 today. Yeah, crazy to think about. He was born in 1890, and so, so we're celebrating his birthday along with the birthday of the podcast, and longtime listeners know my connection and my appreciation to Groucho, so that's why we're taking this time here. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Groucho's birthday, and the cool thing about uh, today, being, besides his birthday, is back in 1975, the mayor of Los Angeles, which at the time was Mayor Tom Bradley... And he announced, now I don't really remember this because I was only three years old, I remember hearing about it, he announced that on October 2nd, 1975, would be National Groucho Marx Day. And he encouraged everyone to wear the Groucho glasses and watch Groucho, well, the Marx Brothers movies and reruns of You Bet Your Life. And and I think there was a, a, a big spiel in, you know, somewhere in L.A. where Groucho was honored. I don't really know because it was Groucho's 85th birthday. And uh, just so the audience is aware, he passed away in August of 77. So in less than two years, he, he had passed away. So he was, he was on that last leg of, of life, you might say. And anyone that has you know, looked into Groucho Marx, uh, you'll know that in that last couple years, he was starting to go down as far as health and uh, appearances in general. And so his 85th birthday being National Groucho Marx Day, was uh, probably one of the last big uh, soirees, big brouhahas of of his life, and so so I'm doing my own little bit here to help celebrate, you know, Groucho Marx Day, 2015. So if you're listening to this, take a moment and YouTube some Groucho stuff, uh, Groucho Marx or Marx Brothers stuff on YouTube, uh, or maybe look it up on on iTunes. I know they sell it on iTunes. You can. Go to our blog spot and click the Amazon affiliate link and look on Amazon to see if they have anything. If you make any purchases, we'll get a few pennies. And I think it's time for another birthday song. so today let's let's just remember uh, or if you don't even know who groucho marx is learn about him an icon that oh so many things were influenced by when when you when you look up, if you don't know what I'm talking about, groucho glasses they are the glasses that are black glasses, and they come in all styles, plastic frames, you know metal frames, a whole bunch of different stuff, cheap you know dollar ninety nine or less stuff to something that's going to cost you maybe twenty bucks and On those glasses, you're going to have you know fake eyebrows attached to the top of them you're going to have a, have a big nose attached to them, and you're going to have a mustache attached to that nose. Those indeed are groucho glasses. That's why those exist. They may be called funny man glasses or, I don't remember, big nose glasses. I think I saw one time in a, in a costume shop, which out of a costume shop you'd think they'd try to, you know, do that. But they're not into the marketing of that particular item, so I get it. Uh, but those are the Groucho glasses. And, oh, what the hell, let's have another birthday song.
1: What part? It's 6 a.m.? That's right. Hope you like your present. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. (laughs) Lisa, it's your birthday. God bless you this day. You gave me the gift of a little sister, and I'm proud of you today. Lisa, it's your birthday. And goodwill, I wish you praise and joy. I wish you better than your heart desires. And your first kiss from a boy, at least your birthday.
0: Now, I know, I know that that was something for The Simpsons, but it was a birthday song, and it's one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons, so there you go. But back to Groucho Marx. Uh, Those Groucho glasses, those are him. That's where that came from, which I I hate to think that we're forgetting that that's where it came from. Something else that a lot of people don't realize where it came directly from Groucho is Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny is oh, an homage and, and a, a, oh gosh, um, a spoof, a spinoff, a, a take on Groucho himself. Because Bugs Bunny walks with a funny walk, so did Groucho. Talks with a funny voice, so did Groucho. Makes fun of people, so did Groucho. Cracks jokes that aren't necessarily in the best vein and, and can hurt the listener or the person they're making fun of, well, that's Bugs Bunny as well. Maybe not to the degree that Groucho did, but still the same. In fact, I remember seeing uh, certain uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons where they have him dressed up as Groucho with the cigar and the glasses and the, the, br- the eyebrows and the mustache and all that. So, uh, oh, 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 and one last thing, the Velasic Pickle Stork. I can't even think of the Velasic Pickle's uh, uh, slogan. But it was something about, that's the noisiest pickle I've ever heard. That's Groucho. In fact, just for shits and giggles, I went and looked up the Velasic commercial right now because I realized I have the internet in front of me right now. I'm just going to look it up. So the slogan is, that's the best tasting pickle I ever heard. And on their website, there's a, there's a little, you know, click to see commercial. And the commercial is a fairly new commercial just by the way it's broadcast and done. But the voice of the stork is very, very Groucho-esque, and then at the very end, they have an animated stork, and goddammit, with the glasses on the beak and everything, and the way with the pickle, ha-ha-ha, <laughs> Groucho. So, go find it. Now, I've played so many different birthday songs, uh, you know, that aren't Groucho or the Marx Brothers, but I do have this.
1: Groucho, this is Zeppo. I want to wish you a very happy birthday. And if
2: you should need a straight man, I'm still available. Best of luck. This is Gummo. Congratulations on your birthday, Groucho. On your 61st, 62nd, 63rd, 64th, and 65th, choose one. Harper also wants to say happy birthday.
0: The next thing I'm going to share actually it kind of goes out to longtime listener and friend Becky. Uh, it's one of Groucho's songs called Omaha, Nebraska.
2: A man sat by the fireplace. The fire, it was out. It was out because the logs were soaking wet. Were soaking wet He thought of days when he Sat on his mother's knee Which by the way was also soaking wet So soaking wet He then put on his coat and hat And grabbed a nearby cane And to the good old fireplace These words he did explain There's a place called Omaha, Nebraska In the foothills of Tennessee My sweetie told me that Someday she'll meet me at The corner of Delancey Street and Avenue B From the shores of California To the rockbound coast of Maine, we'll settle down in Washington, D.C., in the heart of Omaha, Nebraska, where the best things in life are free, in the foothills of Tennessee. There's a place called Omaha,
1: Nebraska In the foothills of Tennessee My sweetie told me that Someday she'll meet me at The corner of Delancey Street and Avenue B
2: When the snow falls in Montana and it's raining in Peru. I love you like the honey loves the bee. In the heart of Omaha, Nebraska, where the best things in life are free. Ooh. In the foothills.
0: Now this next, now this next song is uh, another one of his that I like. And it's got Jimmy Durante, uh, Groucho, of course, Danny Kay, and Jane
2: Wyman. Blackstrap molasses and the wheat germ bread Makes you live so long you wish you were dead You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed With blackstrap molasses and the wheat germ bread
1: my grandpa's older than the old gray mare He sits a-rockin' in his rocking chair But now he's got a smile that he can't lose Grandma's sittin' knitting
2: baby's shoes From eatin' blackstrap molasses and the Ouija bread Makes you live so long you wish you were dead You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed With blackstrap molasses and a Ouija bread I gave up cherry pie and T-bone steak Chicken, fricassee, and ice cream cake I don't need vitamins or pills at all I even mix it with my haddock call i eat blackstrap molasses and a Ouija bread Makes you live so long you wish you were dead. You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed with
1: blackstrap molasses and the wheat and bread,
2: a ba ba My nerves were jumpy and I'd walk the floor. I never got to sleep till after four. But since I'm eating right, I feel okay. I'm sleeping every night and half the day From, from eating, eating black, Strap black molasses and the Ouija bread. From oh, eating white two lips long you wish you were dead. From eating You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed. Well fed. From I'm eating the black. black molasses, molasses and the Ouija bread Inka dinka, inka dinka, inka dinka do. Now I was thinner than a pencil line. Had no muscles and I had no spine. But now I'm friskier than a pup. All you have to do is prop me up. Just but feed me black, black strap, molasses and the Ouija and bread. Now you say you so long you wish you were dead. You add some yogurt and you'll be well fed. With black strap, molasses and the Ouija and bread. <laughs> Fella who is 92 Doctors told the guy That he was through But now that the doctor Has been proven wrong He's got more a hop in him Than hop along From eating me. black scrap
1: molasses And the wheat germ bread Make sure it's long You
2: wish you were dead You add some yogurt And you'll be oh, well fed With it. black scrap molasses And the wheat germ bread
0: All right, and before we leave this uh, homage to Groucho here in our secondary topic, having fun, I'm going to play one last song, one of my personal, personal favorites. (laughs) I have always loved this song, and it has been so hard to find only because albums weren't as easy to find as they are now. Music was not easy to find as it is now. You would have to search a number of libraries to try to find anything, really. And this song came from, not a stage play, it came from a movie called At the Circus. And so, there was no soundtrack to the movie. Nobody thought of making soundtracks way back then. So to find a copy of this particular song was... I I had almost given up, to be quite honest. Uh, Found karaoke versions of it. Could not find the actual recording. Until one day I was driving around in... Los Angeles. And I don't even remember the radio station I listened to. One of the many that are out there. And it was playing show tunes. And I was excited about it. They were playing a lot of different stuff. And this is show tunes. This is what they did for their block of hours or whatever it was. And one afternoon, they played this song. And I said, oh, where did you get it? So I emailed them. This is the, you know, the internet was around. I was able to email But iTunes wasn't what it is now. Uh, This is even before the days of LimeWire and things like that. Now, LimeWire is gone, of course, but this is before that. So I wrote them, and I said, where did you get that song? And they told me it was from a box set from MGM. And I went and hunted it down. I found it in some music store. And I bought, I think it was a four- or six-disc collection of songs that I really, truly enjoy. Don't get me wrong. I bought it, and it was, I don't know, 40-something bucks, maybe? I bought it for this one song, one of my most favorite Groucho songs, and that is Lydia the Tattooed Lady.
2: Ah, this meeting brings back memories. Childhood days, lemonade, romance. My life was wrapped around a circus. Her name was Lydia. I met her at the World's Fair in 1900, marked out in 1940. Ah, Lydia. She was the most glorious creature under the sun. Thais! Dubai! Gabo! Rolled into one. Ah! Lydia, oh, Lydia, say, have you met Lydia? Lydia, the tattooed lady. She has eyes that folks adore so, and a torso, even more so. Lydia, oh, Lydia, that encyclopedia. Oh, Lydia, the queen of tattoo. On her back is the Battle of Waterloo. Beside it, the wreck of the Hesperus, too. And proudly above waves, the red, white, and blue. You can learn a lot from Lydia. La, la, la. When her robe is unfurled, she will show you the world. If you step up and tell for a dime you can see Kankakee or Paris or Washington crossing the
1: Delaware.
2: <laughs> oh, Lydia, oh Lydia, say have you met Lydia, Lydia the Tattooed Lady? When our muscles start relaxing the hill comes Andrew Jackson, Lydia, oh Lydia, oh, Lydia the that dance. encyclopedia, oh, oh Lydia, the, the queen of them all. Them all. For two bits she will do a mazurka in jazz, with a view of Niagara that nobody has, and on a clear day you can see Alcatraz. You can learn a lot from Lydia. La, la, la. Come along and see Buffalo Bill with his lasso Just a little classic by Mendel Picasso Here is Captain Spaulding exploring the Amazon Here's Godiva but with her pajamas on Here is Grover Whalen unveiling the Trilon over on the west coast we have Treasure Island. Is Najinsky a-doing the rumba? Is her social security number? <laughs> oh, Lydia, oh, Lydia, that
1: encyclopedia.
2: Oh, Lydia, the champ of the... She once swept an admiral clear off his feet. The ships on her hips made his heart skip a beat. And now the old boy's in command of the fleet. For he went and married Lydia. I said, Lydia. He said, Lydia. They said, Lydia. We said, Lydia.
0: Ah, listener feedback. Listener feedback. Yes, it's time for listener feedback. Don't have a lot this episode. I only got one email to read with you and share with you. Uh, This was sent to me in uh, mid-September, and I know I'm a little late in getting it back out in the uh, listener feedback section, but that's just the way the production schedule happens. And it was from uh, Chris J. And this particular person wrote in this. Sabrina, I just recently found your podcast. I can't begin to tell you how much it has helped me. I just recently moved out to Temecula, California. I'm in the process of going through a separation and soon-to-be divorce. I'm a 40-year-old just starting the process of coming out as a trans woman. I have a great therapist out here. She's encouraging me to start HRT. That being said, it's hard to find a doctor out here for that. Do you have any suggestions? I also would love to meet people like me out here. Would you know anyone that lives close to me up here? Temecula is a very conservative community. I'm still stuck in my man's body most of the time due to work. I'm going to have to go through the process extremely slow. I would love to talk more if you have the time. Thank you for your podcast, Chris. P.S. Chris is my male name. Haven't figured out a female name yet. Well, Chris, as I wrote back to you, uh, you can write me anytime. It may take me a little bit to get back to you, but you can write me anytime. And welcome to finding yourself is what I really want to say. And thank you for allowing me to read this on on the show. Uh, I'm so glad that the show, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, has helped you personally. Uh, As far as Temecula, it is about an hour and change away from where I live, so I'm not too familiar with it but i've I've driven through it I, i've heard I've known people from it uh it's just one of those one of those towns and you are correct it is very conservative uh, i don't think I've ever heard of an LGBT community up there uh It seems almost on the quiet side the few times I have driven through uh, I do remember seeing you know some sort of like a country themed area as you drive through the on the freeway you look out to the side there was like a strip mall that had a very country looking theme to it cowboy is a better you know country cowboy looking theme to it so that doesn't strike me as a very openly gay area i could be wrong but in the vision the quick you know driving by at what 65 75 miles an hour it doesn't tell me hey lgbt are welcome here so i get where you're coming from uh I shared with Chris that uh, I think he should probably come a little closer to the San Diego area where there is a large LGBT center and area and resources and things. And, and then as far as doctors go, you've got to search your own networks. There's so many different things about that. Uh, but for people out there that might be in the same boat as Chris, see if your community or your town or something close by has something called an informed consent clinic. Uh, if memory serves, Caitlin G., one of our very first guests from a very, very early episode, uh, told, told us that that's, what she's, that's the route she's going, and it's working fine for her. I know a number of people out here in San Diego that they're doing the exact same thing, and that's because they just either don't have the resources for uh, medical coverage or they don't have—there's uh, a number of things out there. But for whatever reason, informed consent clinics are working best for them versus the alternative— And so that's that's that was my suggestion. Check your check your medical coverage or check into an informed uh, consent clinic. And then as far as meeting people, again, I said come closer to the LGBT community in San Diego. I think you're going to find that in um, the the greater San Diego area or in the uh, how could I say this? The larger, smaller communities in and around San Diego. So that's. That's my thought. Uh, As far as going slow, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You, this is your life. This is your journey. This is your path. You need to drive at your speed, you know? I mean, it's like you're driving on the freeway, and let's just say you get behind somebody that's doing 55 in a 65-mile-an-hour zone. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, it slows down traffic. Yeah, everyone around them may be frustrated or a little bothered about it. And maybe the freeway is not a good example because that can be a hazard and, you know, danger to society, not to society, but, uh, you know, an accident waiting to happen sort of deal. But follow me on it. They're going at their own pace because that's the way they feel most comfortable driving. Whether it's because their car can't really do uh, faster than 55, or maybe they just don't like the way things go by the window faster than fifty-five. Maybe they're trying to conserve gas because gas is damn near well, right now four dollars a gallon. Actually, it's come down; it's a little closer to three fifty a gallon, but still, that's a lot of money. So there's a number of reasons why that one individual's going slow. Are they going to get to where they need to be? Oh yeah, absolutely. Will it take a little longer? Yeah, but they're still going to get there. And yes, everybody's speeding by. Absolutely, they're going to get there as well. However, the person flying by at, say, 75 miles an hour is probably going to miss. Something on the side of the road that, you know, looks pretty or catches the eye or a billboard or something. Whereas the person driving 55 has more time to stop, not stop, but pause and look at whatever it may be, a flower, a sign, a banner, an open house, something, you know, five miles until the best ice cream in the world. You know what I'm talking about, but they're still going to get there and they're going to get there healthy and alive. The ones that race by, well, they're not stopping to smell the roses. It's your journey. Enjoy it. There's no no race to the end. We're all going to get to the end eventually, meaning off this mortal coil. (laughs) And that's not a race. Well, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a race. So there's nothing wrong with going at your own pace. Also, if there's anyone in your life that is very close to you, family, friends... You know, a potential uh, uh, relationship, intimate relationship. If, they're, if you're in that close circle with that person, you, you need to take them into consideration as well. Because they're going through their own thing and they're going through your thing as well. And you're going through their thing as well. So it's kind of synergistic in that sense. And if one person's racing by, they're leaving the other person in the dust and the other person's going to be lost. You know, it's like, uh, well, let's go back to the driving thing. It's like a caravan. I'm going to follow you till we get to the thing. Okay, thank you. And then that person that you're following, they drive 75. But yet, you can only drive because of whatever reason. You know, maybe your car is loaded down with supplies. You can only drive 65. Well, they're going to pass you up. They're going to go. And you'll lose them. And then you have to do it all by yourself until you get there. So going at your own pace, there's nothing wrong with it. And on that note, let's not forget the fact that society may feel like it's pushing you. Uh, Stories that you hear about, well, well, in your specific case, let's just say HRT and moving forward into living full-time. You may hear stories from people that, oh, yes, HRT was the best thing I did, and I can't believe I waited so long. Well, yeah, that might be true. But in waiting so long, you've got your ducks lined up. You've got your checklist in hand. As I've mentioned in, I think there was an episode called Having a Checklist, if I remember. I know Gabriel spoke about it in his episode. And when you're prepared, things go a lot smoother instead of trying to be chaotic in the moment. So there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. And as far as a name goes, you're, you're, you're lucky in the sense that I'm lucky where my birth name is very gender neutral. It can go both ways. Chris is a male and female name with nobody batting an eye. So, being that you are older, like myself, I personally suggest, if it works for you, keeping your name. I know somebody that's in their, what, early 30s that is keeping their name as well because it works just like yours and mine. It's, it's gender neutral. It goes both ways. So, being older, with all that history, and all, I don't want to say the word baggage, but it's history, it's life experience, it's responsibilities, I mean, there's a lot there. With all that in mind, your family, first and foremost, has always known you as Chris. So, switching, switching a name, I mean, switching gender is going to be hard enough. Going from he to she is going to be hard enough, so switching a name on top of it, meh, for some it might be easier, for others it may not be. Uh, so just take that into consideration. Uh, the only other reason I would say change your name is if your name, your birth name, Chris, uh, causes you any angst or dysphoria or, or you know any inner turmoil. If that's the case, then yes, of course, change the name to something more feminine, something you're more comfortable with, uh, because... It just makes sense that way. But if that's not an issue, if that dysphoria, if that angst is not an issue with your name, keep your name and make it easier on on well, on yourself, because you have to retrain your ear. <laughs> you also have to retrain your signature, and you have to train everybody else around you you has to retrain themselves, rethink themselves. So that's just my two cents, just just my two cents. Uh, so again, thank you so very much for writing in, allowing me to share this on the show, and for enjoying the show. That's, oh, I think I've said it enough, this particular episode, that, that makes me so happy that people like you uh, have written in and shared their, their stories, and it, my show has made a difference. That means the world to me, it really does, and I hope you all know that. Wow! it's it, okay all right we're there we, we finished listener feedback there is our closing show music or the theme of the show if you want to say that oh we made it thanks for sticking around folks i appreciate it as always i think you know that by now new listeners i hope i didn't scare you away I hope i didn't frighten you away by the crazy tangents this particular episode i'd like to thank the sponsor of course tomslayton.com. Thank you. Uh, all my patrons over at Patreon, you folks are wonderful. I love you. Thank you so much for, for helping me with with, with life in the show. Uh, let's see, next episode. Next episode, I'm going to call it Transitioning Later in Life Versus Younger in Life. Some pondering thoughts about that. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh... I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. I'll catch you next week. in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it, here it comes, disclaimer time! Disclaimer t- disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening.
1: (laughs) It said on the the jar, That's the best-tasting pickle I ever had.